Hello, everyone. Totally forgot that I had Jill Foose on the schedule, that she's going to talk about carnivore, and she's going to talk about eating and being healthy and tying it to the thyroid and tell you her story, too. So today, the topic is, can you do carnivore to lose weight? Is it good for your thyroid? There are so many different belief systems out there, opinions out there, and I want to break it down from a logical standpoint. Not from a high and mighty, these are the carnivore rules and we are sticking to them until we die. Or, you know, the, the, the people over here, maybe the paleo community, although they're kind of down with carnivore. Maybe you got the vegans over here going, you shouldn't be doing that. That's horrible for you, right? So can we meet in the middle and really kind of break this down in a sensical, logical way? And that's what Jill and I are going to do today for you. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So let me give Jill the proper introduction first, so you guys know her going into this talk. She has her own story too, right? So it's it's about developing that deep connection and interest in improving your own health. That's how many of us got here to help you. So Jill started her evidence-based health journey at the age of 16. In 2000, after giving birth to her fourth of five children, Jill had a partial thyroidectomy, which was the beginning of a cascade of chronic health conditions for decades. As many of you can relate because you've been there, literally, with a partial thyroidectomy and battling your health afterwards and all of the symptoms that go with it. Sleep disturbances, hormonal fluctuations, low energy, low libido, cognition issues, hair loss, weight gain, weight loss, heart palpitations. I just named off all of the thyroid conditions of hypothyroidism that many of you suffer from. That's what Jill went through too. Went through all those symptoms, had all of those symptoms. So she gets you on a very deep level. Jill is a national board certified health and wellness coach, functional medicine and integrative nutrition health coach and carnivore coach. She is the founder of Jill Foose Wellness, a private health coaching business that virtually serves individuals worldwide. Jill helps her clients discover their unique health equation. Love it. Love it, Jill. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited for today. Even Thank though I didn't you. write it down properly in the calendar, I'm very excited because I've been excited since we talked about it. Yeah, well, it's great to see you again. You too. You too. So yeah, we were talking a little bit off camera and then obviously it's in your bio about your own health journey. Can you start there? Because you know, like I said earlier, many of us come to this space from a pain to purpose journey, dealing with our own health issues. What started at 16? And then, yeah, what'd you do after your partial thyroidectomy to get 
optimized and in a better place. Yeah, sure. So at 16, I was just sort of like a hippie child, right? So, uh, you know, I grew up in the North Shore of Chicago, so I shouldn't have been like that, but I was. I was very much attracted to, you know, nature and Mother Earth and eating, you know, a vegan diet. I was really into going to the different farmers markets back then and farmers and, and getting all the fresh produce. And I was really into it. And I was also a, a high level athlete. I was a equestrian horseback rider. And so I wanted to really just feel my best and perform my best. I was very competitive, but I never really felt great. I always felt a lull of energy. And so when I was 16, I just sort of went on this path of trying all these different ways of eating, like so many of your listeners, I'm sure. Right. So I went down. Yeah, we all did that. Right. I, then I told my family, my, my parents and my brothers, okay, we can't have gluten. We can't have dairy. We can't have this. We can't have that. I mean, I was all over the board and in the pantry, throwing things. You can't have this in the house. Yeah, they were just like, Jill, what is going on with you? And when are you leaving for college? (laughs) Fast forward to having my children. I have five kids. And after my fourth one, I I kept losing my voice. And finally, I went to the ENT. And of course, my children were happy that I kept losing my voice, right? But it was it was an inconvenience to uh, to be to motherhood. So I go to the ENT and he found some nodules on my thyroid and had you know, back then we didn't have functional medicine doctors like we do now. And you just listen to your surgeon. And for me, that surgeon told me I need to go in and have a partial thyroidectomy. And that has led me down a path, like so many of you, of just one health condition and one health issue after the other. And I feel like I can never catch up. I feel like I've caught up now, but it's been, you know, 20 years. Of course, I looked at my diet and I tried to eat very healthy and I was paleo for quite a while. That led into being keto for a while. And then that led finally into carnivore, which was in the last three, four years. I did carnivore for about a year and a half and really I felt the best I've ever felt on carnivore. Yeah. And then after that, I decided about a year, probably around this year, I decided to be more animal based. So there's a difference between carnivore and animal based. And we can Mm -hmm. talk about all that, but I feel great. And I, I'm going to be very transparent. I take bioidentical hormones. I take thyroid meds. I mean, I take a lot of vitamins and minerals. I am, you know, always looking at my blood work and I just don't think it's possible for all of us to feel as great as we want to feel without the assistance of exogenous nutrition components. 100%. 100%. No, I love that you said that too, Jill, because So many people are on thyroid medication. They might be optimized. They might be on bioidentical hormones. I I mean, a lot of these people, you're speaking to my patients too, because sometimes I bring people on to really kind of speak to them. So it's not always me chattering in their ear. And if you hear it a couple of times, it, you know, it lands on you and sticks. So that's the thing. You can be completely optimized with your thyroid meds, with your hormones, but if the diet piece isn't jiving with your body, and we're not saying there's a right and a wrong, we're just giving you the information so that if you want to implement it, maybe you are stuck and you're doing all the things and you're getting like Jill, getting your nutrients tested, getting your blood work done, balancing your hormones, taking your thyroid, yeah. and you're still kind of in that place of maybe feeling inflamed or feeling bad or not able to lose weight. Maybe you need that change up where your body goes, oh, okay. And we're going to talk about the benefits of and what the body actually does to respond to a carnivore way of eating. 
for me, sometimes it's just that, that change up is what you need to move forward a little bit. Right. Give yourself that boost. In fact, when I decided to go carnivore, my functional medicine doctor was very concerned about it. And she said, okay, I'm on board for six months and then I want to do more labs. And when my labs came back, my, even though I'm on thyroid meds, my thyroid looked the best it's ever looked because even though on thyroid meds, I still wasn't hitting exactly where I needed to be. And I had been on many different combinations over the course of two decades. Yep. So it's, you know, it's those bioavailable nutrients in the diet that make it just a little bit easier for you. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So I want you to break down what is carnivore. I know we can say that and people go, you know, duh, eat meat, but we want to really want to break down what is carnivore. And I'll give you kind of my you know, 10,000 foot overview view of immediately what I see as the benefits. Number one, most of my patients, most of my listeners, even myself, don't get in enough protein. So, and that's such a, a key component of our diet. We'll get into the benefits. Don't get enough protein, hair, skin, nails, all that. And then you, well, so you automatically get that with carnivore diet. And then the decrease of insulin, thus the decrease of inflammation. If you're eating meat-based, animal-based even, you're decreasing your insulin so low because you're literally not giving your body the things that it needs to jack your insulin and your blood sugar. So automatically you get decreased inflammation. So that's my, my kind of overview. When I look at carnivore, I go, boom, boom. That's what stands out to me. Wow. So let's get into what is carnivore and then we'll get more into those benefits. So carnivore is just how it sounds. It is eating from the animal kingdom. So some carnivores, there are different levels. So some carnivores do meat, beef, salt, and water only. I never did that. Some carnivores bring in fish, bring in pork or chicken and eggs. So everybody has their own way of doing it. Um, I would say in my coaching experience, most people that come to me, most women that come to me that have already tried carnivore are stuck on beef, salt, and water. And they, they, you know, it gets really boring after a while. For some people they thrive, but for others it, it can be pretty boring. So just how yeah. in the, in the plant-based world, they say, eat the rain, eat from the rainbow, right? So right. I say the same thing in the carnivore world. I'm a big proponent of eat from the rainbow of the animal kingdom for sure. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, the organs are, very nutritious. Not everybody wants to eat them though, you know, right. liver and heart and kidney and I'm a no, Jewish girl. So, so chicken liver was always on my, on my menu. You were like, give me some of that with some salt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the carnivore diet is eating from the animal kingdom. And then you have to look at your fats, right? You have to look at like there's tallow, there's butter, lard. So there's different ways to get in that fat. But like you said, most of the women that come to me don't eat enough protein. So I think the carnivore diet at the very base is such a great way to reconfigure how much protein you're getting in. So you talked about hair, skin, and nails, but it's also, you know, our lean muscle mass, which is our longevity organ. And as yep. we go through menopause, which I am in, it gets harder and harder to build that lean muscle mass. And I find myself having to really focus on eating more and more protein to get that done. And it's, mm -hmm. it's challenging. And I'll point out, this is on hormone replacement therapy. So Jill most yes. likely has testosterone in the mix, yep. right? 
So, you know, I mean, testosterone levels being supplemented with optimal still listen to what she said, ladies still needed more protein to actually even attempt to put on lean muscle mass. Yep. Cause we yeah. lose, what is it? We lose like one to 3% lean muscle mass every year. So it gets harder and harder. And when a lot of my women clients come to me in the carnivore space and I look at how much protein they're eating at that time, I mean, sometimes they're well below 60 grams of protein. Oh yeah. I've seen that too. Yeah. I've seen yeah. like 30, 40. Yeah. So that that's a goal. So I love the carnivore diet to, to reconfigure how you're going to eat those macronutrients, except obviously for the carbohydrates, because on the carnivore diet, that is a zero carb diet. Right. Exactly. Now, what about the fats that you had mentioned the butter, which I love, mm -hmm. um, tallow, lard, ghee. What about olives, olive oil, coconut oil? Can we add that in for fat? Can we get into, I know, I know it varies based on like kind of what carnivore dogma you follow, but can we add in like avocado oil and avocados as a good fat? What about getting into those? So on a truly carnivore diet, those would not be allowed. Okay. But then if we switch gears and we now call it an animal-based diet, which some people have defined that as being meat or uh, animal-based protein, honey, fruit, and raw dairy. Okay. They wouldn't go for the avocado, the coconut, and the olives, right? Okay. But I. But guess what? You get to be the boss of yourself. True. Right. So yeah. you get to do what feels right. So I love the carnivore diet because if we, if you really think about it, it's the ultimate elimination diet. Yeah, it really is. So it's, it's a great reboot, right? It really makes you think about when you, if, if you, and when you do reintroduce certain food groups, what's really bothering you. Yep. Right. That's very true. So if you're going to go carnivore, I say at least give it three to six months and then start incorporating other foods like the fats that you're talking about. And then you can call it animal-based. In fact, when the when women carnivore clients come to me, I try to I, I try to just omit the word carnivore in the first place. Let's yeah. just let's just call it animal-based because because when you set it up as a carnivore diet, and if for some reason you go out to lunch with your girlfriends and you have avocado on your plate with your eggs and your bacon, they get, you know you could start feeling shame about yourself. Like you cheated right. and now you have to start all over. And, and, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like to use the term animal based. I was hardcore carnivore for a year and a half. I felt great. I got bored and a lot of people come to the carnivore diet for many different reasons. For me, it was, it was right before COVID and I just wanted to experiment. I didn't eat a ton of plant-based foods anyway, but it just, wanted to see what was it all about. And I stuck with it because I felt great. But a lot of people come to the carnivore diet who have you know, big weight loss goals or an autoimmune condition, yep. or maybe they have a um, dysregulated gut or disordered eating, right? There's a lot of that too. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people say, well, the carnivore diet sounds so restrictive, but to me it's so freeing because you feel so good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you got to use your mindset. That's what I love about it is, and the feedback that I've heard from people who have really, really tried it and, and done it for enough time to judge it yeah. is that just that feeling so good. So like you said, some people will target autoimmune and really want to target 
their antibodies or inflammation and, and you can see it on paper, but then they also always come with that, but I feel so good. And people who have done it always say they, they really don't want to go back to the old way. Like they don't miss the old way of eating at all. I mean, would you say the same thing, Jill? Yeah, I would say a lot of a lot of my clients don't want to go back because of that. They're feeling really good. Their hair is growing. They've lost weight. They don't feel bloated. They're not gassy. They're sleeping better. Although not some some carnivores have trouble sleeping. So, you know, everybody's equation is different. Everybody reacts differently. But I would say for the most part, they don't want to go back. And I do encourage them to go back to a limited amount of plant-based foods like avocados and olives and olive oil, because those are, those are great, healthy, nutritious right. foods to put in your diet. Now, a true carnivore would tell me I was absolutely crazy, right? right but right. That, that's where the dogma comes in, and I don't play into the dogma. Now I'm with you. I'm with you. I think there's, there is a way to do nutrition to fit your body and to fit really your lifestyle yeah. where we don't have to follow all the rules or we're bad for some reason. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent in agreement. And you know, the other benefit too, well, yeah, let's get deeper into the benefits, especially the inflammation piece and autoimmune, but iron, so many women are anemic. And anemia, anemia and thyroid, well, low ferritin and thyroid do not mix because then you get elevated reverse T3, you get conversion issues, you get T3 uptake issues. So the carnivore diet naturally, if it doesn't fix anemia or low ferritin, it's going to help as you're supplementing instead of relying on a ferrous bisglycinate supplement and not eating any red meat. You know, the two will go so well together. Absolutely. You get the heme iron, but I, I would also like to say that not everybody gets what they need from the carnivore diet. And so one of the things I do with my clients is I have them do a micronutrient test. So it looks at your intracellular micronutrient deficiencies. What, what's the status? And some people do need the help. Some people, so here's the, here's one of the downfalls of the carnivore diet for yeah. women more than okay. men. Protein and fat are so satiating that it is really hard for many of the women to hit their macros because they are so full and satiated that that hunger signal gets completely turned off. And a lot of times people who come to the carnivore diet um, who are mostly coming from possibly a keto diet, they have that intermittent fasting and then they have a very short eating window. So one of the things, one of the strategies I use is try to elongate that eating strategy. I'm not, I'm not huge on chronic 18 hour fast for women, you know, right. to me, a 12 hour overnight, especially if you have a thyroid condition, you know, if you want to do a long fast here and there, fine, but chronically, because what happens is that hunger signal is turned off and it is really tough to get in the protein and the fat that you need to make up the calories. Yeah. Forget about forget about the protein macros for a second, just the caloric load that your body needs to get it above that basal metabolic rate. So it's very challenging. I've It's been challenging for me, which is why I went more animal-based because I feel like it's it's much easier for me. Yeah, more, almost more nutrient and calorically dense. Yes. So you're getting the satiating piece, but you're also getting just pack full of nutrients and then the satiating aspect as well. I, but that is true, Jill. I find that when I, 
usually when I intermittent fast and I agree with not going overboard, I always say that intuitive fast and don't push yourself to these 18 hour fasts every single day, because that's going to tank the whole system. But to implement a fast, I find that it is very, very difficult for me to get in the amount of food. Like you said, calories, let alone the protein. You know, I'm focused on the protein going, gosh, I only got in 30 grams today. It's 5 p.m. What am I going to do? Right. You know, but but the overall caloric intake as well. It's a great point. Yeah. And I see that quite often. So a lot of times people come to me for hair loss because I help coach on hair loss as well. I had my own bouts of hair loss for two decades, finally turned it around about 10, 11 months ago. And it was a lot help. of amens from the crowd. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, 90% of my listeners struggle with hair loss. They're like, yeah. oh my God. And what's one of the most important things we need to eat for hair growth is protein, right? We need the healthy fats, but we need the protein. And so, you know, people who are coming to me with hair loss and then they go carnivore and they can't get in the calories they need and they can't get in the the protein and the fat that they need because they're so satiated and they feel great. Well, down the line, that's going to harm you right? Because inside ourselves, we've got that mitochondria that makes the ATP, which is that energy currency. I know your your, your viewers for sure know all of this from you, but just to reiterate, and if we don't have that ATP producing the energy that we need to handle all those biochemical reactions in our body, such as growing our hair, well, your body's smart. It's going to, it wants to keep you alive. It's going to say, well, we don't have enough energy. And so what doesn't she need? Well, she doesn't need hair. She's not going to look great. She's going to be pissed off, but she doesn't need hair to survive. Right. And so I don't want that to trigger it again. And also you're handling people who are on thyroid meds and bioidentical, you know, helping them with bioidentical hormones. And, you know, if we start triggering the hair loss again, all of those hormones go out of whack as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And can I just say, I did not even pay you to say that. You said it exactly <laughs> how I do. That's how I was kind of laughing when I was, when you were going with it. Like, oh my God, I tell people your, your body does not need to grow your hair to survive. Right. It doesn't need to burn fat either to survive. Like when you are in survival right. mode, all of those unnecessary, what you deem necessary, but what your body realizes is not necessary at all, like beautiful long hair, growing right. muscles, burning fat. Yeah, it's going to shut that down. Every, I love that you said it that way. Yeah, every decision I make about my nutrition or my lifestyle or my supplements all comes down to hair growth for me. That is my main health goal. That is what I focus on. And that's what a lot of women come to me for. And, you know, the carnivore diet is tough to get in everything you need right off the bat. Yeah, definitely. So in the area of autoimmune. Now you said earlier, this might've been when we were off camera, that you do not have Hashimoto's No, that you know of. I mean, it, so here we have the whole argument of, which I didn't mean to get into right now, but just presenting it for you that 95% of all hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's. And a lot of people have zero <clears> antibodies. <throat> I'm just wondering if you did have it before. I don't know. No, I couldn't be. I don't think I did. I've never, um, my antibodies have never been elevated. Never been. Uh-uh. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's topic for another day. But so you had, had and have the hypothyroidism, you're on thyroid hormone replacement. So, and you said that you saw really good numbers when you started implementing carnivore. Yeah. What else did you feel? Like what kind of like you know, from the take, you're on thyroid medication, probably optimize at that point and then implement carnivore. What, what even got better? 
Oh, my energy, for sure. My energy and my mood were two of the biggest things. I felt happy all the time. I just felt joy. And I was at that time, I was also going through a divorce, so I shouldn't have been feeling as happy, but I felt really just mentally clear. I was in school and studying and I felt really focused and I had never really felt that way before. And the carnivore diet gave me that better optimization for my thyroid, even though I was on thyroid meds. It just really helped boost it. And it's because of all those available nutrients, right, that our thyroid needs. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't bloated anymore. I lost weight. I dropped 6% body fat the first year I was on carnivore. Wow. And that's huge. That's huge Huge. longevity. Yeah. Yeah. I was always very lean and muscular, but I was even leaner and more muscular, but not in a dangerous way. It was definitely, you know, in a healthy, um, I, I, I do the DEXA scan and I do the, uh, in body. And so I keep, I, I'm a big tracker. I'd like to track all of these, these biometrics for myself to make sure that I'm on the right path. I want to do what's best for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's wonderful. You've inspired me a little bit. Because full disclosure, I have never gone all in on carnivore. I, I did it for like a day or two just to get back on track, but I never really gave it a shot. And I think if I can do your way of doing it, where I can incorporate the rainbow of animal, yeah. like that would be very helpful. And if I can have a little bit of dark chocolate, then I'm on board. I think I can do this. So, so that would be my, my deal in order. But I, no, you've, you've inspired me, seriously. Yeah, it's a it's a great um, experiment. It's a great experience for yourself, right? It's not doesn't ha- I don't think it should be long term. There are people who do do it long term for the rest of their lives, and that's they're just not going back like what you said. But I don't think it needs to be done long term. I think it is a great experience for three to six months, and then start incorporating other things because not all of us are coming here with food sensitivities, right? So right. you know. I can eat tons of avocados and be fine, but one of my clients can't have them. That's that's what I help to finding your unique health equation and how to do it. I also if, recommend if you're going to start doing it to keep a journal, right? Keep a journal on what you're doing every day and how you feel every day in terms of your focus, your energy, your libido. Um, what is your hair texture like? All you got it. If you don't write it down, you're not going to remember. So you have to have a designated journal when you start the carnivore diet. Oh, I like that. Yes. Because I think when we write things down and we see them, I mean, it it imprints in our minds, we remember it, but then we also have to face reality. So whether it's one way or another, whether it's because you could think you're doing carnivore, but you don't remember you know, the, the bite of this that you had at Mary's birthday party and the swipe off of your kid's plate three days ago. So when you're writing it down, you're like, okay, well, no wonder I'm not seeing the benefits yet. Right. One of the things that could change is sleep and bowel movements. Okay. In what way? Get into those. Well, sleep, some people sleep better and some people become, you know, have insomnia and can't sleep. And then they need to start taking, they start taking aids to sleep, like sleep aids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which you don't want to get into unless you're doing a more natural approach to that. So, you know, 
looking, writing down, how is your sleep that day? What was the quality of your sleep? You know, where are uh, sleep tracking, like an aura ring, or I have the, uh, the whoop app that I wear, you mm -hmm. know, what kind of sleep is it? How are you feeling when you're waking up? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling fatigue, foggy brained, you know, see what's going on in the bowel movements. That's a big, this is a big one. You're either going to be constipated or you're going to have loose stools. It's going okay. to be, it's, it's going to happen. It's there, there is a transition period. And, you know, you might need to use um, a digestive enzyme or HCL or uh, ox bile to help your body acclimate. So these are some of the reasons why people tap out really early because it's so uncomfortable. And I would say in the beginning of the carnivore diet, don't leave your, don't make appointments where you have to leave your house for too long because most people get the loose stools in the beginning and it could last for three weeks. Okay. For me, for me, it lasted a lot longer. And also okay. you're, once you have loose stools and you're losing all that water, now your electrolytes become out of balance. Okay. Yep. So now okay. you have to, you have to stay on your hydration. You've got to get some, you know, mineral salt in some mm -hmm. electrolytes. So you really want to stay close to home those in the beginning, but yeah. people can always also have constipation. And that's another, you know, that's just as bad on the other end of the spectrum. Um, and right. I know people who have hypothyroidism like myself already are pre- Constipated, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I already have to deal with that. So right. there, there is a little bit of that. And that was another reason why I decided to go animal-based after a year and a half to get in mm -hmm. just a little more fiber. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. Bothering. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, when you go carnivore, I always suggest keep that notebook and work with someone who has experience and can help guide you in the beginning stages until you become more stabilized. Good, good advice. And a good heads up too. Like, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned this because then people who start it aren't going to be blowing up my email saying, right. I heard this on your podcast and now I can't go to the bathroom. So, hey, it's a heads or up. I, or, or I can't get off the toilet. <laughs> or that, but most thyroid patients would welcome. Right. Still, so they're like, bring it on. But no, it's it's a good heads up, you know, just to know. And this is fantastic. This is a fantastic conversation. A great heads up for people too, if you are going to try it. Because the benefits, I think, far outweigh the GI discomfort or the need to be, you know, okay, you've taken some more minerals and salt. Like the, the benefits far outweigh that, in my opinion. Yeah. I, one of my kids went carnivore this summer. Uh, he's 23 and he has had a lot of GI distress over the years and he was home for the summer and decided I'm just going to commit to it for three months. And he felt amazing. Okay. Amazing. High, you know, levels of energy, great sleep, just really rocked it. Yeah. Yeah. And good for his testosterone level too. Because even though he's only 23, I mean, the stresses of life, the chemicals that we live in day to day are naturally tanking male and female testosterone levels. So going carnivore is only going to boost those because you're getting the protein, you're getting the red meat, you're getting those nutrients, you're getting the iron. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy what it does for helping testosterone levels naturally. You would think that. But there are some people who struggle with their testosterone levels on carnivore. <gasps> no. Why? Why do you think that is? I think that there's something with the insulin and the lack of carbohydrates in, in them. I don't know the, the mechanism that's yeah. happening, but I have a few male clients 
that do experience that. And, and yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, I actually just had, who's the doctor, Dr. Tracy Gappin on oh, my I podcast. Love yeah. And yeah, he, was, yeah. he was excellent at explaining all the uh, decreased testosterone, all the root cause reasons for it in, in younger adults, because we are seeing that. But yeah, yeah, the carnivore diet, you would think would support a higher testosterone level, but not always. Right. Okay. So it's all, so here's the other thing. Get your blood work done before you start. There you go. See where your baseline is. Keep notes. You go back in six months or three months and six months or whatever it is and get retested and see what's going on. Exactly. That's beautiful. And then you'll have a measure. And like Jill did, if your doctor kind of poo-poos it, I mean, you don't even have to tell your, well, okay, I guess you have to tell your doctor. We'll say that. But hopefully you're working with an, an open-minded doctor. But if your doctor says, and you have to make, you know, kind of poo-poos it and you have to make a deal, just say, all right, let's look at labs at baseline and three and six months later, and then we'll decide. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. got to be committed to uh, the labs. Love it. Love it. Jill, this has been great. Um, please tell people who are listening, who absolutely fell in love with you today, where they can find you. My website is jillfooswellness.com and I have a lot of carnivore and animal-based recipes on there for free as well. And I'm on Instagram at jillfooswellness and Facebook at jillfooswellness and YouTube. It's all jillfooswellness. And I have my own podcast as well that Dr. Amy was a guest on a few months ago. And that's called Health Trip Podcast. And that's on all the platforms. Very nice. Very nice. Well, thank you, Jill. This has been absolutely amazing. So if you like what Jill says, if you want some help doing carnivore, reach out to her. I, lo I love every principle. I agree with everything. I agree with everything. And if I didn't agree, we would have a discussion on it. I agree with it all. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jill. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to see you.